the feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. Can I say B-A-S-T-A-R-D? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't get fired <laughs> if you do. Yeah, you can. We've already started. You can also say the C word <laughs> on air. We've, we've already started the podcast. Uh for everything that you missed. So I guess you can say B-A-S-T-A-R-D. Well, I've said that's, it. That's, I haven't said it. I've spelt it. You've spelt it. It's the same, same. Uh, try it and see if you get fired. Okay. That'll be fun. We had a big Try show. it and see if the boss listens to the podcast because I, well, I don't know. Well, that's not a test I'm willing to take. We had a big show. Yeah. We uh, speak about, oh, God, it's an incredible story, isn't it? The Australian that kidnapped himself. You it's won't quite, believe it's got a sex worker's involved, a motorbike, no, an alleged, well, a girlfriend. Not a, it's, oh, yeah, allegedly and all that no, stuff because it's, it's going through the courts. it's a fake sex worker. It's not even no, a real one. No, don't give it away. Oh, okay. You don't Listen know that. In, that's coming up. Uh, we've also <laughs> touched on the T20 Cricket Tasmania Premier oh, League Grand Final. You, well done to you, I have to say, because you chatted with Tim Payne and he can be a bit difficult to track down because he's so focused and it's, he's a brilliant strategist. It's funny. I went to him just after they won and they ran off and said, can we have a chat? And he's like, no. I'm like, and then he kept walking. I'm like, I think he means that. And then I thought, no, nah, I'm going to go and get him. Oh, so I got him. Good on you. And then uh, we have Piney from Piney's Pie Reviews. If you haven't checked this out yet, hundreds of thousands of followers. It started out of COVID and Piney wanting to support local businesses and he loves pies. Yes. He's only, he's hundreds and hundreds he's tasted across Australia. He's only ever given about four perfect 50s. One of those is in Tassie and you're going to find out where. And we talked to Brian Green from the Buckland Friends of the Community Church at Buckland. Oh, about an event they've got coming this Sunday. That is going to be a great event. It's all that and more. And we're going to find out about the B A S T A R D. Right. Yeah. At, at yeah, the end, a maybe. Bit later Who on. is it or what is it? B A S T A R D. I didn't even spell it right. Oh, no, <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. Tessa Randello from our Triple M Tassie Newsroom. What's making news, Tessa? Good morning. Well, we're going to keep talking about the traffic because oh. Monday night was was pretty chaotic, but it's basically started um, a bunch of conversations about what we need to do next to mm. fix the congestion and, and basically have different options for if, if that happens again. So Labor, the opposition, they want to see the northern suburbs light rail happen. Um, that's a promise that got made about five years ago by the government and they're asking, where is it? Where are the plans? Where are we at? But the state government reckons that that's not the way to go. It's not fixable. And they're thinking that we go with a rapid bus transport port solution instead. Which is a dedicated bus lane. Yeah, right? essentially it means that there are dedicated bus lanes that only operate with buses and high occupancy vehicles of people of three or more or f- two or more, I think it is. So if you're in the car by yourself, you got to stick in the other lanes. And I think that might work. I think the the light rail corridor all the way through to the northern suburbs is something that needs to be utilised, perhaps with, if it is bus or if it is light rail, then let's do it. The great thing about light rail is that there's fewer breakdowns and it's a bit more clean. There's a lot of crossovers, though. That's the problem. So a crossover, as you go through Durham Park, for instance, there's a lot of areas where there would be railway crossing, so we'd have to either see gates go down and shutting the roads or they do an overpass type situation. So the cost of that will be high, but the great thing about it is that light rail is pretty low maintenance. Of course. And I guess it also starts the discussion around ferries as well, if we can get more people travelling 
across the water rather 100%. than on the land. Yeah. So, well, the world's first electric ferry is being made here at Incat. Yeah, yeah. about a couple of those. A couple of those would be all right. I think the issue there, again, is infrastructure. Um, but and but the infrastructure is purely around uh, terminals. So mm-hmm. where you can pull up a ferry, jump off, that means that there's also got to be infrastructure as far as ticketing goes and then also parking for there's people to get to. Inf- but it makes it a little bit easier because there is no road or rail. It's just on the water. Easy. There's infrastructure issues, though, with any of these suggestions. Correct. Like what makes the light rail unrepairable? What's happened in the last five years that has made it unrepairable? And if we're putting in a dedicated bus lane, which I know a lot of other states have, how we, I mean, we're still waiting on roadworks that started 10 years ago. I guess the good thing is about all of this is that it has started a discussion. So a truck rolled over, no one was hurt, and the Thanks discussion so is happening. So that is good news. Oh. <laughs> That's the wrong outro. <laughs> We've got some gold, though, good but, news or big news that's happening that is gold, Tessa. Well, I guess it's, it's big news for people who have a couple of million dollars to spend. But um, Taralia, the town, is actually up for sale in Tassie's Midlands, which is pretty cool. It's 147 hectares. It's got restaurants. It's got roads. It's got upgraded facilities because this town was opened in the 1930s. It was meant to be um, a place where people could live who were involved in the Hydroelectricity Commission. Yes. Um, and it's now just been changed into more of an accommodation spot and the whole town's for sale. Have you been there, Woody? It's no. a beautiful place. It's a it's a unique place too. It's you drive as you're driving from Hobart through to Queenstown that way, it's on it's you drive up and it's on your right hand side. It's a little pull in area and then you can pull out as well. Beautiful town, old weatherboard style homes that were built in the sixties. Pub. A, yeah, it's got a pub. Yeah. It's got a pub. It's you got should. a dam and it's got a church. What more so you, you can go to the pub and then go to church. Confess <laughs> the sins, you reckon? You only need to spare $15 million. Yeah, but if we all uh, chuck in the like, whole of Tassie. If we all chuck it would in. All, if we all chuck in a fiver. Oh, we could turn it into like Shits Creek. Have you seen uh, that? <laughs> that's, how, that's what I imagine that place could be like. But, but, but Shits Creek's a bit... What? Well, sh- shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Tessa from our Triple M newsroom. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's Triple M Breakfast. Tim Payne. We hear from him exclusively after seven. Yes, he played in a T20 grand final last night and we've got some comments from the former Australian cricket captain. Now, while we're talking sport, Woody, I'm got a little. i a little upset with the Australian Open. Why? Well, it came out that the ball kids aren't getting paid. Oh, so? Hey? So what? They're working. Oh, here we go. Well, the kids, the kids in France, the ball kids in France get paid. The ball kids in you're, you're the USA me, get paid. The ball kids in Wimbledon you're leading get me paid. Along a very dangerous path, where you know I'm going to get myself in trouble with Hobart. Why? I just think your kids. It's great experience. Yeah. Tick. When you're part of a sporting you don't club, have to pay much. you normally have to pay to be a part of a sporting club. This These is... kids get to sit on the sidelines. One could only dream. You know, I went to One the Hobart. Could only dream. You know, I went to the Hobart International here. Yeah, epic! It, like it's it's a boutique courts. This you is international right sport in the action. But that's what I'm saying. I would just imagine being able to sit that close to some of the world's all the world's best tennis players. Yeah, for sure. Do you know how much work I did for free when I was? Yeah, we all did younger? work for free. We that's all what did I mean. work for free. But this work is experience. this is an international event, an international sports event. All the kids in the U.S. Open, French oh. Open, Wimbledon. The three big Grand Slams get paid, not in Australia though, 
A little upset about it. No, I'd, I'd, what would you pay them? Because you know what kids, you I know, know what kids are getting 50 paid. Bucks? My, my, some of my mates' for kids that are sixteen are getting paid thirty dollars an hour. To work. This is this is the society we live in. You pay, you, you work, you get paid. My first my first job was four dollars and forty one cents an hour, kids. Yeah, this is going and back it, to the early eighties. Let's though. settle down. <laughs> I was not the early eighties. Late eighties. <laughs> was well into the nineties. Thank you. Well. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm a little upset. I'm a little. I'm a little upset because they're expected to be professional. These kids. There's a talent. Yeah, there's a skill. Kids. They should be paid for it. Yeah, they're not. I'm not for like child labour. Well, hang on. Sounds like you are. No. Sounds no, like you are. Um, absolutely. Sounds like you are. Not. What I'm saying is, kids sometimes expect to get paid for everything these days. Not everything. Oh, could you wash? Could you wash my car windows? Oh, that'll be five bucks. What? Or is I'm that just sh- me? Who doesn't like when you? Oh. To be fair, I'm sure these kids do enjoy it. They do get they a do. front row like seat sporting. to Rafael Nadal. It's sporting events that you know how much you have to cough up if you've got kids to attend sports. I have one mate that had to stop. They had to pick one of their favourite three sports because that's all they could afford to pay for. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they could, if they had a job where they they could pay for themselves. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'd love to know. No, actually, do I want to know what Hobart thinks? I think you. If you pay. agree with me, I'd love to know. I'd love to hear from you. Oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three. This is Woody and Tubes. We love supporting local, especially the arts tubes, and Monofoma is no exception. Yeah. We have got tickets to give to you. It is back this February with a reputation for randomness. Check <laughs> out what Monofoma has to offer this February in Hobart. John from Colebrook. Good morning, John. It is a good morning, and guess what? I get to talk to you as well. That makes it even a better morning. Oh, How good is that? That is lovely. What have it's... you had for breakfast, John? Oh, breakfast was about half past one, so, you know, I'm still going well. Is this my mum's boyfriend? <laughs> no. She's said me dating someone called John. What, what, did, how come, what do you do, John? Why are you up at half past one for breakfast? I'm the guy who wakes you when you go round and not and your bins get picked up. Oh, oh yes, I remember, <laughs> John. And you've seen plenty of people almost in there all together chasing you down the street as they've forgotten to put their bins out. As mate, not maybe. <laughs> the things you would see, John. John, we've got a double yes. pass for you to head to A Deep Black Sleep, which is a film noir opera about a composer in an authoritarian state and the price of artistic freedom. It is live and vocal performance intertwined with projected film, blurring the lines between live performance and cinema. Sounds very Mona, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds very Kafka, doesn't it? For a second, I thought you were going to read out the whole script. I was always going to read the whole movie. (laughs) It's very good. Uh, John, a double pass for you is all yours. Well done. Thank you so much, both of you. I really appreciate it. You be safe out on the roads, as should everyone. Few showers today, 23 the top, Woody. We have got tickets to... Another Monofoma event. Oh, yeah. The TSO. How's yes. that? Just wait for the Tasmanian Symphony Orchestra to break into the show. It could happen at any moment. When it does, one triple three five three. Up next, an Australian man that kidnapped himself. What? Triple M breakfast. <laughs> Got a man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose. Broke a record. That's not new. Ended up in hospital. They're attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not new. No, wait. I'm not finished. Mm. An Australian man has attempted to kidnap himself. You just said that, and I'd like to know more. He's faked his own... That's that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Because it is clearly ridiculous. 
Now, this is all allegedly, so just allegedly, allegedly, get that out of the way. This Australian man yep. allegedly faked his own abduction and kidnapping so he could spend New Year's Eve with his lover. What the... No, you do, that's not why you do... That's not why you fake kidnap. You fake kidnap yourself for the ransom. Not so you can go and have an affair. Well, is he, it an affair or is it actually his lover? Because no, he's why, got a girlfriend. But so he's that's got why a, he faked the... Oh, if, okay. If you just listened <laughs> and paid attention in class, I will yeah. get to... Everything will be revealed. Flashbacks. In good time. Marsh Regional College. The Australian 35-year-old Paul Alera was arrested on Thursday charged with making false accusations as well as false representation that resulted in a police investigation. Well, what did he expect? It's been alleged the kidnapping and abduction cost the New South Wales state government more than $25,000. I'm not sure what, like... On top of that, uh, wasted up to 200 hours of police working time. Here's Here's what should have happened. If he's got a girlfriend and a romantic partner on the side, he should have just said to his girlfriend, I don't want to be with you anymore, and then went and followed his heart. Instead of just being an absolute prick. That is just the story of The Notebook. You've just given us the plot of The Notebook. I've never seen The Notebook. (laughs) And I never will. Police and prosecutors claim that he left his house shortly before midnight on December 31st. Telling his girlfriend that he was leaving to meet his financial guy. a jerk. Because he wanted to spend New Year's with his uh, his lover, not his girlfriend. This is what I mean. He should have just been a human being about it and just done the right thing. Then his girlfriend received text messages, allegedly from a sex worker, claiming to have kidnapped him. So he's been kidnapped by a sex worker. So wait a minute. He's texted his wife. From, like, from allegedly from a sex worker. So a sex worker's taking him hostage. Yeah. Is he out there paying for the privilege of romance and then as well? Like, hang on, he's just a, this guy's just a prick. Can I just get on with the story? So this this is the text messages. Thank you, she said... The sex worker. Your boyfriend has paid me for sex. Well, no, I'll tell you what it says. now I've kidnapped him. Thank you for sending Paul to me. Now, payback is a bitch. Bye-bye. Oh. That was one text. But I'm going to be fair. I Hang don't on, have to what? note that's spelt wrong. He said... It's spelt F-A-R-E. Thank you for sending Paul to me. His girlfriend has paid for him... To no, he's treat- not with the... He's... So, no. Why do you do this? It's easy to follow. He has it's, a partner. No, this is all over the shop. But then he said to his partner he was going to meet a financial guy. Then the partner receives texts from a pretend sex worker saying, I've kidnapped him, but really he was with his girlfriend. So he hasn't been kidnapped. This is a the terrible movie. The sex worker this doesn't exist, movie. right? The next one says, but I'm going to be fair. Okay, we will keep him with us until the morning when, spelt wrong, W-E-N, he gives us his bike and we call it square. No one's touching him. My word, I'll give you, I'll give you that promise. Okay, hun? Then the partner has called the police, which he wasn't expecting I'm because call the cops on you. she this believed is, that they wanted the $7,000 This is radio. Just push the button. That Let's hit the... I'll come over and push the button. CCTV investigations. Well, don't! Tubes, get away! Don't touch me! That's personal space! Don't you... This is Woody and Tubes. 
you remember? Did your grandparents used to play the secret sound? I don't know what they did. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to nowhere. Well, no, well, I, I don't myself. know. Like, as in, all they seemed to do was work and rock and in a chair. sew oh. and plant their gun. I mean, because that's how they and did listen it. to the wireless. They did it tougher than us, that's for sure. They certainly did. Uh, this is the secret sound, but a sped-up version. Yeah, we're going to brighten your day with Brighton's Best Bakehouse. We've got $50 to spend at Brighton's Best Bakehouse. Make the drive today. We're not going to make you guess for months and months no. and months for a couple of bucks. We're going to give it away right now. This is a Tasmanian sound. It is a Tasmanian animal. <laughs> Do you know? And that's not Woody making that but- noise. Because Woody is known for her... Sound effects of animals, aren't you, Woods? No. Have we got any in this? No. Okay. <laughs> that is not the secret sound. That was a turkey. <laughs> that was holding hostage people in the US. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's the seagull. That's the seagull. Okay, today's... the joke's over, isn't it? It's not that funny anymore. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, just so you know, we're going to brighten your day with Brighton's Best Bakehouse. This is the secret sound. Yes, it is. It is the... Oh. <laughs> I nearly said what it was. Ready? <laughs> Triple M, who's this? Jay. Hey, do you know what it is? A turbo chook. Yep, I'll give it to you, Dave. A turbo chook it is. You got 50 bucks to spend at Brian's Best Bakehouse. Make the drive today. It's Triple M Breakfast. Big news, Chiefs. Yeah, huge news. The Buckland Church has been bought by a consortium of the community out there, Woody, which is fantastic for the community. And we've got one of the representatives from the group, Brian Green, on the line. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Tubes. So tell us how, so it's a group, a community group that's purchased this church. How did that happen? Woody, the Buckland Church is so historic. It, mm. uh, it was uh, The foundation stone was laid in, I think, 1846. And it's it's the only church of its style in the Southern Hemisphere. It's an exact replica of the first country church that was established in the UK at Cock and Dean. So it's extremely significant from an architectural point of view. It's very significant also from the, the point of view of the magnificent stained glass windows. And it's just such an iconic building that exists at Buckland on the way to the East Coast. So just about everybody travelling who has, tra- has travelled the East Coast, and most people have, mm. will have seen the church. So the community group was formed around uh, wanting to protect the building, keep it intact exactly as it has always been, and I guess use the the building for the purpose it was intended to do in the first intended uh, to do in the first place, and that is to draw the community together. So that's why we're having uh, now that we've bought it, <clears throat> we're able to have functions. It's been deconsecrated, uh, so it's um, we're in a position to have a blues band big band blues turn up in uh, Terraplane and the Hudson Horns to play for us on Sunday. And that's fantastic for the community out there at Buckland. I know it's a, a smaller community, but there is so many people that gather around that area too, Brian. So this weekend is not just about celebrating the purchase of the church out there, but it's also to raise funds. That's correct. That's correct, Chibs. We're, we're trying to, obviously, to maintain a building of that age, you need to have funds on a continuous basis, mm. you know, let alone all the normal stuff, electricity bills and all the rest of it. The, the church will be open to the public all the time in the future. So we've got to have it uh, in good standard. And given the heritage aspect of it, and we've worked very closely with the National Trust in this regard to make sure that we keep it completely 
intact uh, is expensive. We've got some work to do on some dry rot in the floor and, and, and there's uh, one of the stone walls is starting to come away a little bit uh, on the perimeter. So there's already work that needs to be done. We need to continually raise funds to get to the point where we're not a burden on the people who have donated to us already. So it's, it's, it's uh, important that we, we continue fundraising, but at the same time, it's important that we have a bit of fun as well. There's, uh, do you know anyone that wants to chuck in on buying a property, Taralea? <laughs> I think it's about somewhere between $12 million and $15 million. Maybe can, you Tass- still, can, can you still pay it off over 2,000 years? Yeah, yeah. Well, but maybe if we got Tasmanians together, we could own it. Just saying. Yeah. I think that's incredible. I come from a very small community in the peninsula and I know how important things like this are, especially when there's so much mainland interests and a mm. lot of investment, foreign investment, to have those those staple items in a in a peninsula. We have a community hall and it's yeah, I think it's incredible what you've done. Yeah. Oh thank you. And I mean Buckland has it all. We've got the the pub and we've got the uh, the roadhouse and now we've got uh, the church. So That's it's, all you, uh, need. it's all, you know, you can stand in the church grounds and look out over Buckland, yeah. and you don't have to have much of an imagination to see it as it was in the early early 1800s. There's not a lot changed in the town really, and that's what makes it special. We're really looking forward to hosting as many people as we can. We think we're going to get a reasonable day. It starts about two o'clock and goes through till six. We're going to have wood-fired pizzas there. We're going to have the local fire brigade doing the sausages and uh, hamburgers and. Uh, we're going to have Gert and Ted's van there uh, serving sweets and also an ice cream van as well. So, um, And I think I mentioned uh, uh, wine and uh, some beer as well. And so, music. And music. Big band blues at the Buckland Church this Sunday from 2 till 6 at the Buckland Church. Brian Green from the Friends of Buckland Church. Thanks so much for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. My pleasure and thanks so much for taking interest. Tubes caught up with Tim Payne, exclusive chat with him coming up after 7.30 with Big Bash tickets as well. Before, we were just talking about the Tasmanian native hen. Turbo chook. The turbo chook. And it reminded me, thank God, we haven't heard about your bird problems for the last six months because, <sighs> God, didn't we hear about it? If he joined us last year, Hobart, he's got a bird that's in a tree that's just trying to find a mate uh, that's in a tree in his neighbour's yard and it's waking him up, which I love the sounds of birds in the morning, can I just say? Not this one. No, is it still there? Look, did I don't you know. do something? No, no. No, you better not have, because I'll tell you, I will be really, really disappointed. I. At what time is it? I, I can't, I can't say what I want to say. I'm going to have to say it tomorrow because it's got to be pre seven a.m. What do you mean? I'm so angry. Is the bird still there or the bird not I'm there? I'm so angry. What kind of bird was it again? A, a, wattle bird. Bird. a wattle bird. A wattle bird. They're tiny and they're beautiful. And what the, the reason that they're calling out is because that, he's desperate for a mate um, and he's moved into your street and he's desperate and he's lonely look, um, and they, they didn't do? make a sound. You know what I'm going to do? People wouldn't know that you, he was ready. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you an update in the podcast. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, 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 there I don't, you go. I actually don't care that much. No. I do. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in the podcast for you. Special guest Matt Hawkins is in the studio with us from Elevate Wealth. He's our finance guru. 
you're going to give us tips on how to start saving money this year. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Seeing the 2023 goals for your finances. But it's nice to be in the studio. Nice to see you guys. He's just swaggered in too, hasn't he, Hawkey? Yeah. Just for the first time since coming on as a partner here at Triple M, he's just swaggered in. and You're just jealous. Enjoying what? You're jealous because Hawkey and I have great uh, uh, radio chemistry. All right, go for it. <laughs> if you're... If you're sick one day, oh, he's actually leaving. Um, Porky's going to jump in, which is uh, easy, easy shoes to fill. What? <laughs> They're big shoes. They are big shoes. Uh, it's great to have you here. I want to ask you about ball, ball kits, right? So we've been talking this morning. Tubes is really cranky that at Wimbledon, uh, the Australian Open, sorry, that ball kids aren't getting paid. And I just think. How many free hours do you do as a kid? Like, why do kids have to get paid for everything these days? When they're doing a job, they've got to get paid. I don't get... A job that requires expertise, you have to get paid. It is a privilege. Could you imagine? Absolute garbage. They, they would get expenses. Oh, look, sure. I don't know, Tubes. You think about work experience. If work experience at the Australian Open is not some of the work, best work experience, I don't know what is, mate. Ball boys at the Australian Open. I'd do it for free. Uh, oh, there you, go. Sorry, there you well, go. sorry, let me rephrase that. I would have done it for free. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Between 12 and 15, I think kids are asking too much for chores these days Here's as well. Here's what they get. They get... The kids in Wimbledon get a stipend or a per diem of $351 a day. A day? The kids, no. Yes. A week, sorry. I was yeah. So what's that? Five days, that's 70 bucks a day. That's not bad. Pretty good. At least they're getting paid. And the kids at the US Open get $15 an hour. It's pretty good. I, I, I think I, that if you, if you look at that, $351 for a week, how long does the Australian Open go for? About ten days, so let's say let's round it up to five hundred bucks for the two thousand five hundred kids. No, there's not that many. Uh, How many I, kids are doing it? Uh, I'm telling you, there's two but and a half thousand tubes that apply for it. Yeah, so that's how many kids want to do it. For and any I'd, job, needs I'd, an application okay. process. I don't think it's a problem. I think the experience is brilliant. You've got the best seats sure. in the house. Absolutely, three hundred sixty kids. Right, do it at five hundred bucks a. For the, oh. for the entire... You, get to, you also get to watch the tennis, though, Chips. Free of charge. Absolutely. So you are courtside. You're not watching the tennis. You're working. And oh. if you're lucky, you get abused by uh, Williams. Yeah, absolutely. Sister. This is, this is great. Great work. I mean, Scott Dacey out there, if he's listening. Scott Dacey used to be a ball boy, mate of mine, at Did the he? Australian Open Hello, back Scott. in the day. Uh, See? He'd be listening. And I guarantee he didn't get paid. But the work experience he got, Dacey, uh, was great. What's he do now? Uh, school teacher. Right, well, it set him up to be a school teacher. <laughs> Good on you, Scott Dacey. A PE teacher, though. So he's, he's got it. I'm telling you that kids expect to get paid for everything these days. It's about if I ask one of my mates, seven or eight-year-old kids, to wash my car, to it's 30 pay- bucks. All, you know, all, 30 I'm saying, all I'm saying is if you've got 360 kids that do it, right, at 500 bucks for the tournament... It's only eighteen thousand dollars. But Woody's being on though. Just pay the kids. Woody's being on though. Kids expect money for everything. I mean, my, my kid lost a tooth the other day. Expects three bucks. I mean, you just lost a tooth, uh, <laughs> you got, and you're getting you're paid for everything. It's a parent's fault. Tooth fairy didn't come to you. Uh, no, mate. Oh, I heard absolute garbage. The tooth fairy. The rate is about twenty dollars now. Uh, no, that is what I've heard. Not. That's what I've heard. That mm. the tooth fairy is paying out. Get some super glue. So Keep them got... in there. I can't afford that. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is that if you do a job, you should get paid for it. If you're oh working, you should get paid for it. And I think what? the ball kids at the Australian Open are experts in their field or in their court <laughs> and deserve to be paid. We'll Porky, we're going to get some tips off you for what they, what people can do with their money this year. It's Triple M Breakfast. Australian Open ball kids not being paid. Matt Hawkins is still here from Elevate Wealth. Hawkey, good morning. You think they shouldn't be paid. Woody doesn't think they should be paid. We're taking your calls on one triple three five three. And Marie has given us a call. Good morning, Marie. 
Morning, how are you? Should the kids from the Australian Open, who are the ball kids, should they be paid? Definitely. There you go. Why? Uh, just like that. No, we're not shutting it. I need to understand why, that's all. Okay. I mean, so what age did you start work, Woody? 13. Well, there you go. Yeah. Did you get paid? $4.41, but it was a boring job. I mean, I'm saying if I was sidelining <laughs> at tennis, I, I would do that for free. And yes. also, when you first get into radio, you do about 10,000 hours free. But the way things are going now, and it's too far out of control, kids need to learn the value of money, that um, the, everything's apparently going to go cashless and just carry cars around. Um, yeah, we just need some old-fashioned um, virtues, like you grow up, grew up in and started work at 13. I started work at 15. Yeah. There you go. See, look, I'm I agree not totally, with you, Look, I'm not – Tube says it's child labour. A hawkey, our finance expert, okay. is here. What do you think Would about kids? Would $4.50 child labour when you started work at 13? Oh, look, Marie, I love your commentary because financial literacy for people coming through as a young age, understanding the value of a dollar, so important for our young uh, youth out there. Uh, but I still think, you know, these people expect, expect, expect. Get them on the court. Get them some uh, a, work experience and away we go. This isn't a handout, Hawkey. This is you work, you get paid. That's yeah. teaching kids the right thing. But also, shouldn't they also learn about contributing to society? I just think a lot of kids expect money for everything now. Yeah, they probably still are, but they still would like the money. Mm. I agree with you, Marie. Triple M Breakfast. Yeah, it's time for Tube and Spin on Sport. Last night I went across to Blunston Arena Woods yeah. to the Cricket Tasmania Premier League. T20 grand final between University Lions and the Lindisfarne Lightning. A hot start by the University Lions got them out to 173 runs. Tim Payne smashed 63 runs off just 43 balls. Sam Harbinson took, uh, smacked 41 off 34, as I said, setting them up for 174 run run chase for the Lindisfarne Lightning. The Lindisfarne Lightning superstar bowler Jared Freeman took three for 17 off four overs, which was great for them. I knew it was going to be a tight chase. Chuck Wakem came out for Lindisfarne. A couple of early wickets fell for the Lightning. Uh, Mac Wright only scored eight. Keegan Oates looked hot early, hitting 18 off 15 balls, but then holed out to Tim Ward on the boundary. Chucky Wakem went on to make 68 not out, but it was a 12-run victory to the University Lions. Tim Payne was named man of the match. Tim Oakley bowled beautifully, 2 for 23. Andrew Killier, 2 for 19. And Brad Hope, 2 for 30 off four overs. Tim Oakley bowling a wicket maiden in his penultimate over to really just drive the daggers into the Lindisfarne Lightning. This is what Tim Payne, Tim Payne had to say about winning a T20 Cup. Yeah, you always like winning grand finals, don't you? So we sort of want to... We've, we've been a pretty good side for a couple of years and a couple of years ago we won two, the 50 over and the two day and, and let the T20 slip. So it was nice to get that one out of the way. But, yeah, our goal this year is to push deep into all three comps. I love the way that he comes out and he plays for his local cricket club even when he's not playing for Tasmania. I think that's fantastic. He's really putting back into local grassroots cricket and from all reports he does a lot of work with the under-17s, men's and women's programs there at university. He's a brilliant strategist as well, isn't he? Fantastic strategist. Love hearing from him. And for the full chat, you can head along to the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R, and search for Spotlight on Tasmania. Tim Payne did have an injury, though. 
Tell me about the little injury. Was there a little injury that you might No, have? I've just... Um, <laughs> I wore a really bad pair of socks, actually. So to get all the updates on that, head along to the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. We've got some tickets to give away to the Big Bash. Craig in Berrydale has given us a call on one triple three five three. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. How many tickets do you need? Can I get a family pass, please? Done. Absolutely. Just like that. Just like that. Jane in Howrah, how many tickets do you need? Uh, three, thanks. Three tickets to you, all yours. Any family members we're leaving out? Um, no, no. Don't believe okay. it. Okay. Prince okay. Harry style. <laughs> and Cindy and Granton, who are you going to take to the Big Bash? Uh, I reckon I'll take my husband and kids. Oh, How many nice. kids you got? Uh, two. All Would right. you be happy for them <laughs> to be ball kids and not get paid? <laughs> um, I don't think you heard it, but I think it was a yes. No, that was a no. no I think we... <laughs> Cindy, we got four tickets to head along to the Big Bash to see... The Hobart Hurricanes take on the Sydney Sixers at Blunston Arena. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Your finance matters with Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth for financial insights, tips and advice. It is great to have Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth in the studio with us. Hawkey, it's a new new year, new you. What should we be doing to set ourselves up financially for 2023. Yeah, Tubes, no surprise we've come back at 2023 and you're still asking great questions. I love it. Uh, and it is great to be in the studio. But look, you know, 2022 was a pretty tough year. Yeah. We're looking yeah. forward to 2023. Let's hope that some of the cooling inflation, slowing down of those interest rate rises and hikes give us a chance to get a grip of some of our finances. So today, eight quick tips. I'll eight? run eight, eight quick, quick tips. Ones. Oh, eight quick ones. Get I'll roll through them pretty quickly. I do. I literally do. You know, <laughs> I know. I know. You're loose. Absolutely. So get your pens and paper. First one, look at your last year's mistakes and victories. Write them down and see what you did wrong and what you did right and yep. replicate the victories and cancel the mistakes. Second one, list your goals. And I mean write them down. Don't just think about them because when you write them down, you visualise of what you want to achieve in 2023, those financial goals you want to make. Change your spending habits. Write that budget down. You've got to have a budget and you've got to change your spending habits. And number four is automate your banking online. So when I talk about automating banking, so making those monthly debits to uh, Aurora or uh, Netflix or whatever you might have, automate that movement of money around the traps. This is a big one. Pay fast, buy slow. Right? Don't just buy on impulse. Buy slow and pay fast. So don't put things on credit. Don't think about 24 months or 48 months. And talk finances with your friends. It's such a taboo subject when you're sitting around the barbecue, but talk to finances. What are you doing with your finances? How are you making it work? What should you do going forward? And educate yourself. There's some great books out there that you should be reading. Uh, some fantastic one by Glenn James talks about my spending plan. There's a fantastic book. Get down to Fuller's. Uh, and actually <laughs> read and educate yourself or go to a seminar. Elevate Wealth Hold on. A number of educational seminars and the last one and it's a good one seek help and don't do it alone you've got to seek help with these things like going to educate yourself whether you want to learn another language or how to write a different uh, script you've got to go and seek help so making sure you're talking to a financial advisor who can talk you through these eight tips not about what they are but how you implement them they were quick tips too i did take notes good Uh, replicate victories List your goals, change spending habits, automated banking, pay fast, buy slow. That's going to be hard. Educate yourself. Glenn James Fuller's is all that says and seek help. He said a lot better than you, but that is really great advice, Hawkey. (laughs) Of course, Elevate Wealth is the place to go for all your financial advice. Matt Hawkins, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me in the studio, guys. Appreciate it. Your finance matters with Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth. 
Don't just raise your financial expectations. Elevate them at elevatewealth.com.au. Any advice or information provided in our Your Finance Matters segment is of a general nature only and is not taking into account personal objectives, financial situation and needs. Before acting on the advice, you should consider its appropriateness to you. Having a regard to your personal objectives, financial situation and needs, Matthew Hawkins is an authorised representative of Consultum, an Australian financial services licensee. The TSO, the Tasmanian Sympathy Orchestra, will be playing Nico Muley's music at the amazing Odeon Theatre. Nico's expansive, diversive and repertoire of repertoire featuring Veronique Serrett on the electric violin and the vocals of countertenor Nicholas Tolpert, which is a mouthful, Woods, is it happening is. at the Odeon Theatre. And John from Chigwell's given us a call. Good morning, John. Morning, how are you going, guys? We're flying, thanks, John. You're straight off the mark, and that has scored you a double pass. Well done. Thanks so much, guys. That's awesome. Absolutely. Who are you going to take? Uh, probably a friend. My missus doesn't like classical music, but I love it. Oh, oh does as well. I love classical music too. I reckon the TSO is sensational, oh, and we're are. so lucky to have them here. John, you head along to the TSO much? Oh, used to tons, but a little can't now at the moment, but we'll get back to there. Well, you're about to go. You've got a double pass to Monofoma, the TSO, playing Nico Muley's music. Thanks to Monofoma. You can visit monofoma.net.au for more details. I love mate dates. This is Woody and Tubes. The New Year Tubes, but so many issues that were raised. Thank you, Hobart, uh, for letting us know as well on 0488881073. That's a text that still need further addressing this year. And one of those in particular that we're talking about, well, back in October, we caught up with the president of the Police Association of Tasmania, Colin Riley, over concerns of severely severely unsafe staffing levels at Tasmanian police stations. Yeah, considering uh, a number, a record number of Tasmanian police officers left the force in 2022, it's no wonder those local stations are under a bit of strain woods. And Colin Riley joins us on the line right now to talk about how to improve those figures for 2023. Good morning, Colin. Good morning. Hey, where are we at? Because this is alarming. 87 officers leaving the force, which is the highest number since 2012. That was last year. Yeah, look, and, and 66 of those are resignations. And we've got 1338 police officers in the state. Um, and then on top of that, we've got um, 70 police officers that are incapacitated North work. Um, we've got 60 vacancies in the organisation. So it does cause strain on our members. Um, and there are, you know, there's a whole lot of strategies to do. But I suppose we've got good control measures at the moment that mean there are mandated minimum safe staffing levels at our 724-hour stations. Because that wasn't happening last year, was it? That... No, so it started in July last year. And uh, what it means is that at any of our 724-hour stations, there's got to be a minimum number on each shift, but also our most remote 28 police, off- police stations also have mandated safe staffing levels. So why are people leaving the police force, Colin? Well, it is a complex uh, reason, and, and if you look at the current environment, there's low unemployment rates. Uh, there are, because of that, there's better paying jobs elsewhere, and police officers have some really good skills, particularly investor skills, and they get snapped up by other organisations. Uh, there's also been a, a long history of probably um, issues that required remediation. They went unchecked for many years, and now they've got to be resolved. I know multiple police officers and detectives as well, and the common thing I hear from all of them, they are absolutely exhausted because whilst people are off on, and rightly so, compensation, because some of the things that they see, 
incredibly tough to deal with, but also it's like this roll-on effect. Then that they get overworked because those positions can't get filled and then they end up being in a, in a position where they can't work anymore. Yeah, so you, you've hit the nail on the head and, you know, when you've got 70 police officers completely away from working capacity, it creates a hole in a structure and the members around the hole have to fill or take up the slack. So... You know, some of the solutions um, include looking at what we're actually doing and cut away things that are a low priority or not core business so we can free up some capacity. And that's something that we've been looking at for nearly over three years now. Because it's hemorrhaging. Sorry to cut you off there. It's hemorrhaging detectives as well, right? So these specialised skills, skill sets. Oh, look, the skill sets of the detectives, uh, they do take time to build and they're highly prized. Um, by private enterprise and, and, you know, why wouldn't you take a job that pays more? Now, we've got to make sure that everything you say, uh, policing is positive. Uh, It's a rewarding, unique career uh, with, you know, unique role, challenging uh, with, you know, life-changing experiences. But at the same time, um, we've got to make sure the workload's not unreasonably onerous. Well, Colin Riley, we really appreciate you catching up with us again to give us an update on where the Police Association of Tasmania sits and, and where our policing levels are at. Hopefully, Colin, there are some solutions on the horizons as far as recruitment goes. Good, positive conversations with the new commissioner um, and it's in relation to sorting out the trainee pipeline so we don't just keep doing what we've done for the last couple of decades. Try some new things. But uh, she's got some really good ideas and uh, we just want to see action with those. That is Donna Adams. And, and I have heard also that, that she's been well received within those organi- within the police organisation. So we will keep touching base with you. And uh, what do you need from people like us? How can we help? Oh, look, I think um, the, the risk is, and I appreciate coming on the show because it raises the, uh, the issues we're facing. But I think um, the messaging is, we, you know, we still ensure service delivery to the public because, you know, we've put measures and control measures in place to make sure we can do that. So, one, raising the profile of our issues is good, but secondly, doing it in an environment where, you know, we've still got to recruit people and we're still going to get them out on the street. Yeah. So we can't create an environment where people don't want to join. Absolutely. Colin Riley, the president of the Police Association of Tasmania, thanks so much for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Thanks for your time and take care. On show, Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tassie Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. We have a carryover champ, Mark, from Mount Rumney. Good morning, Mark. So how are you today? We're flying, Mark. How are you feeling? You're a bit nervous? Oh, no, no, not really. I love it. Confidence. Confidence. Mark's decided not to take the $100 yesterday, but to come back and risk it for 200 It's not a bad roll of the dice. And he will be playing Kelly from Claremont. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. How are you? We're great. Can you test your buzzer for me, please, Kelly? Kelly. And Mark, can you just buzz yours for me too, please? Mark. Brilliant. All right, here we go. For $200, both of you playing for $200. Yes, thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, okay. fabulous, affordable. Three questions, all multiple choice. Here we go. Recent population data revealed Tasmania's population is expected to grow by how many people? Oh, Mark, early. 100,000 in 10 years. Oh, 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 no. I love the In 2023, it is either A, 79,000, B, 120,000. Kelly, your chance to have a go here? Um, 120,000. Right, we'll go to the next question. We're going to go to the next question. What I've was got it, it then? It's 79,000. 
Question number two. Multiple choice. We're going to have four questions today, Woods. Question number two, multiple choice. Tasmania has a land mass of how many square kilometres? A, 94,707 square kilometres, or B, 68,401. A, Kelly. Um, Kelly. Oh, jeez. Um, I'll go A. Mark, your opportunity to buzz in here. Mark, B. Well done, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Question number three. What is the name of the floating arch bridge that connected the eastern and western shores of the River Riverdome before the Tasman Bridge was constructed? Was it A, Hobart Bridge, B, Derwent Bridge? Yeah. Mark. Mark? I don't know, but uh, mm. B. Kelly? <laughs> I'll go A. Oh, we've got a tiebreaker here. Wow. I'll tell you what, Mark, you're buzzing in not knowing the answers. That is a bold, bold strategy. Question number three, the final, four, final question here for $200 thanks to Creative Modular Homes, Fast, Fabulous, Affordable. According to the 2021 census, how many people living in Tasmania only spoke English at home? Was it A, 86.1% or B, Kelly. six? Kelly? B. Mark, would you like to have a guess? Mark. Yes? A. Mark. <laughs> he's, he's fallen backside first into 200 bucks. Absolutely. Kelly, I love Accurate it. description. Mark, what are you going to do with $200? Come back tomorrow. Oh, for $300, Mark from Mount Romney is a loose unit. <laughs> we'll be doing it all again tomorrow with Mark. For $300. Bad luck, Kelly. He was in our state eating just about every possible pie he could get his hands on. He has hundreds of thousands of followers on Facebook. Piney. Got, he's got my dream job, this bloke. <laughs> Piney, the pie man. Good morning, Piney. Morning, guys. Morning. How I'm, are you guys? I'm really excited because you have given full marks a 100% tick of mm. approval to a pie in Tasmania, which we're going to get to in a second. We will. Yeah. We will. Piney has been travelling across the state for how long were you here, Piney? Uh, close to 10 weeks, 11 weeks, yeah. Yeah, and he's been travelling around rating pies. He gives them a score out of 50, Woods. Yep. Uh, the pastry, the flavour, the cost, the... Why don't you tell us? Yeah, what's the other two? So basically, the five categories out of 10 in a nutshell, value for money, mm. yep. meat ratio, yep. flavour, temperature, pastry, which are all vitally important. And how many, ten, how many 50 out of 50s have you given across Australia, Piney? And about 330 reviews, I've given four. And Tassie had their very first one when I was down there. I love this. Now, tell us about – I know you get offended by tomato sauce on pies. You believe a good pie (laughs) should stand alone without tomato sauce. Only two tomato sauce uh, things when you're at the cricket. Mm. After – in probably session three when it's late in the afternoon, you've had a few beers, (laughs) pie sauce, or – when you when when you can't get a kebab at three a.m. and you're popping the servo for a servo pie, they're my only two source exemption rules. Okay, and you've had a couple this morning. I can tell, Piney again. <laughs> Beers or pies? <laughs> Who knows, Piney? Tell us about the one that got fifty out of fifty because it was yeah. a very special special pie in Scott style, I believe. Yeah, there were, and there was a couple close ones. I think I gave one forty nine or two forty nines. Yep. Um, 
the Mole Creek one was close. Jack Mimit Ross was close. Brighton's best was close as crazy. But the 50 from 50 was just a plain, chunky, chunky pepper and steak from Scottsdale, from the Cottage Bakery at Scottsdale. $5.80, which was in ridiculous price. Um, ridiculous it, good. Ridiculous cheap, yeah, yeah $5.80. And it was absolutely beautiful. I had two of them just to make sure that I was being <laughs> – I actually had three, actually. Yeah, I um, thought so. And, but it was absolutely beautiful. What was it that made it so good? Because, I mean, a pepper and chunky steak pie has been around for decades and decades. What was this particular yeah. pie? What made it 50 out of 50? I don't know if you saw the photo. The meat was oh, just shredded, slow-cooked. It was Can we stop, um, can we stop talking star. about it? It was absolute, And the pastry was – everything was like $5.80 was cheap. It was full – the flavour was beautiful. The pastry was great. And I just, I think I ate it in about three bites. So the temperature was perfect too. Brilliant, Piney. Now, you've got a great website that outlines your travels across Tasmania to all the different bakeries and all the different yeah. pies that you've tasted. And it's an yeah. essential travel. It's an essential travel essential, I reckon, Woods. Because it is, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so good. You can click on Piney's review map and go through all the different bakeries he's been across southern Tasmania and across the whole state and check out what's going on. How long's that website been up for now, Piney? It was launched this week, so it's it's the pie map, as I call it. Um, <laughs> it's got every bakery I've ever reviewed all across Australia, particularly Tasmania. It's also got – you can search by the map. You can search by the name – you can search by keywords. You see all our travel maps, where we've been. So we did some – like, Tassie was incredible. And I just want to say a big thank you to the to you guys, to the Tasmanian people, to bakeries, to all the Facebook pages that allowed me to share my stuff on. Um, anyone that hasn't been to Tassie, get your butt down there and spend some time down there and spend some money in these little areas. And the best part about the, the, the pie map is you can download all our travel maps, see where we camped, see what places we visited – um, and see all those beautiful reviews that I did. Yeah, I love it. And I love that you support local small businesses yeah. too, which is how yeah. this started, wasn't it? That yeah. coming out of COVID, you wanted to support these small businesses. And, yeah. God, I tell you what, how long can you keep going on eating pies for, Piney? We're actually about to go to South Australia for five months, so there's some more pies oh, coming. Uh, and do you need an apprentice? <laughs> Mate, you, you are – I've actually had a couple of offers, but you are first pick. Uh, good on you, Piney. Uh, well, Piney from Piney's Pie Reviews. Head along to his website, pineyspiereviews.com. Thanks so much for being a part of the show on Triple oh, M awesome, Breakfast guys. with Wood in Tubes. Take care, guys. Talk soon. We should see if we can get some of those pies shipped down to give away. Not, I'm what? driving there. See Triple ya. M. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. We love getting a text on 0488881073. You can text us about anything, anytime. And Trent in Lauderdale has sent through a text. Highwood in tubes, a fair day's pay for a fair day's work. I think the ball kids should get paid. We're talking about the Australian Open and the ball kids not getting paid. I think you made that one up. I think you made those texts up because you just seem to be reading out ones that say that they should. I just think it's no. a great experience for ball kids. Why would I do that? And kids do expect to get paid for everything now, even doing chores. If you go to work, you should get paid. If you, like, but unless that's a it's, Unless it's a volunteer system that benefits someone else. This is the benefit of someone like Tennis Australia or the WTA or whatever it is. 
What ex- yeah, but it's it's, it's not a, a charity. But it's the same when you the go tennis, to play sport the here. Open, the Australian Open is not a charity. You've got to pay... Community groups, sure. Go and volunteer your time at community groups. It's very rewarding. But this is the Australian Open. This is an international tennis event. Oh, I'm sure their lunch gets paid and they of get course, breaks. Of course, it should be. And, and they breaks. should get paid. I just, I think that it's an incredible opportunity. No, this... Well, that's th- how... It was sold to me when I did radio for free for five years. Yeah, and you probably shouldn't have been paid <laughs> for some of the quality content. In fact, I'm surprised Mate, you're paid now. I'm not. I don't disagree with you. I don't know why they got me back. Oh, they got rid of me years ago. Uh, <laughs> Macy from Richmond has texted in. When the Tassie Bridge went down and ferries were used, maybe Tassie didn't learn back then. We need another bridge, ferries, or a cable car from one side to the other. Mm. I'm not sure a cable car across the rivers. The, the we should put one somewhere, shouldn't we? If it's if it's right, if it's right, then fine. Uh, and they want an AFL stadium on Mac Point. Yeah, right. Just upgrade everything. Upgrade Utahs, Derwent crossings. The government have lost the plot lately. That comes from Gary. Well. It is in the news today about, of course, the transport issues, which we've been talking about for years. Uh, but, of course, uh, the opposition, the state opposition, they want to use the light rail system or utilise that. The state government are saying that it's beyond repair. So now they're talking about maybe doing an, or building on an extra lane, which is for buses only. It's basically an express bus service. Yeah. But then, logistically... How long is it going to take for that to happen? Well, I think they can utilise the railway corridor. That can is, they, though? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think for something like buses, buses only, and cabs, and maybe Ubers and scooters, just make that a transport corridor because it's not being used right now. Well, we should talk to the transport minister. Be good to chat to him. Absolutely. Or who is the transport it minister? It is a or huge her? issue. I'm not even sure who the transport minister is. Do you know that when the bridge closed down for Mm. all those hours the other day, even flights were affected? Yeah, well, it makes sense. The the lanes were down the one each way in peak hour. Yeah. It was pretty hectic, wasn't it? And David from Melbourne, who's listening on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R, talking about tennis, a ground pass to the middle Saturday is now a staggering $75 up from $55 last year. It's great that the prize money has gone up, but we're the ones paying for it. Also, pay the ball, kids, says David. Uh-huh. And Another F- made-up text. Michael Ferguson is no the Minister for Infrastructure. Me. Oh, yeah, Michael Ferguson, he's got quite a few portfolios. It's pro- probably why it slipped your mind. I think we all want to see our kids out there volunteering for community services, but for the Australian Open, pay the kids. Pay the kids. I mean, I have a lot to say on this. I don't have any kids, but... <laughs> I just still think put him to work. Yeah, of course you do. This is Woody and Tubes. Now, Woody, we've got $100 cash. All you've got to do is download the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R, search Spotlight in Tasmania, and listen to the latest episode of Tasmanian History and answer this question. What two Tassie towns had hostels for the Tasmanian Women's Land Army? You can open your Listener app and start enjoying a world of audio and win with Hobart's Triple M. Every day we ask Every single day. a new question. So we've given you 24 hours to find the answer to this one. Yep. If you know it, 100 bucks is yours straight away. There's so many great podcasts on there too. Little shortcasts that only last 10 minutes. Tasmanian Histories of Beauty. You can go on there and Tassie People, Tassie Tucker, yep. everything Tassie in under 10. And, of course, Tubes has spin on sports there as well. And Sue in Old Beach has given us a call. Good morning, Sue. Hello. Do you know the answer? What two Tassie towns had hostels for the Tasmanian Women's Land Army? 
Um, I believe that there was sassafras at sassafras and at Scottsdale. Spot on. So spot on. You've won spot yourself on. 100 bucks just like that. Have a listen to this. There were actually two hostels that were set up for the women, one at Sassafras and one at Scottsdale. And the one at Scottsdale actually was underneath the showgrounds uh, grandstand. That is Christy Ross, the senior curator of the Cultural Heritage section of the Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery. Well done, Sue. Thank you very much. $100 cash is all yours. It's just simply by learning about your state. So, you want me to give an update on the bird? Yeah, yeah, give us an update. If anyone didn't check us out last year, God, tubes went on for decades, it felt like, about... This wattle bird. That's living in your neighbour's tree. He's trying to find a mate. He does like to talk about... Well, he likes to carry... Uh, no, to call he's out. a prick. No, he's trying to find he's a, a mate. He's a bastard. So... He, yeah, you shouldn't say that. You'll get fired. <laughs> you can't say that. You actually can't. He is because he's been there since 3.30 in the morning from May last year. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he went. Over the summer, look, it must have been December that he left. Well, guess what? The prick's back. Yeah. And I'm on a warpath. What? No, you can't. You cannot mess with nature. He's moved I'm into me- the street. I'm not messing with nature. I'm messing with a bastard. Well, do you know any other birds that you could set him up with? Because that's the only reason he's being loud. I don't know. It's not. I, I don't know if it's loud. a he or a she. All I know is it's a bastard. No. Th- and I'm ready. I'm ready to take it oh, down. Or if n- somebody knows a bird removalist, 0488881073 is a text line. Text in your answers to why and how I can get rid of this bastard. I've said bastard five. That's a, six or seven you, times. I'm in, set it up, in trouble. Set it up with a female and let it go. And then it will be quiet. And then all you'll hear is mating sounds. No, thank you. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> Hope you can join us. For our next show, we've got tickets to Mona Foma, the Big Bash as well, and 300 bucks will be given away in Tassie Trivia. Have a great day, everyone. You can text us right across it, 0488 881073. Treat yourself. Woody and Tubes, weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M.